Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Diane Sossier, Financial Services Director at Pure Storage, and we're partnering with CDO Magazine, MIT CDO IQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers in a series of interviews. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Nate Murray, CDO of Fifth Third Bank. Thanks for joining us, Nate. Sure, happy to be here. Thank you. How important are things like data literacy and data democracy in your organization? And, and you know, aside from cross-pollination, like, how do you drive the, that as a strategy within the organization and get buy-in? I think, I think it was a strategy a couple years ago to kind of create the spark that slowly made its way into... <laughs> a giant uh, bin of dynamite that we hope to explode. <laughs> but honestly, it, it's less about strategy and more about a cultural movement. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, the more you can build this into the expectations of people's jobs, um, doesn't matter what your job is. Like you have something to do with data. You're using a laptop. You are interacting with data. Um, the more you can build that in and, and educate folks on, you know, the, potential business value and get folks to lean in on the controls, the availability, the, um, uh, you know, the general, um, you, you mentioned democratization, right? As, and that's, that's, well, I have data, but you don't have access to this data. How do we publish that data in a standard way so that now you have a keying strategy that allows disparate data sets to come together to become even more valuable than individual data sets? Right. Coming together to, to become curated. Right. And potentially leveraged again many, many times. And I think that that cultural movement, it sits at the center um, of of any kind of progress. And, and honestly, years ago, I was begging people to try new things. And now I feel like I'm getting yanked along whether I want to or not. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I no longer sell that data is valuable. They're literally right. waiting for me to create the new capabilities and the new self-service wrappers and, and all of the stuff on top of that. Um, and then as well as talent export right folks into those organizations so that they can do it for themselves and no longer rely on me. That's all a big cultural movement. And I love yeah. it because, you know, I think back even to previous roles at, at previous um, uh, places that I've worked at, and it was so hard to get people moving um, to, to, to really, you're hard selling what, you know, what, you know, data is the new oil. You know, remember that from 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah. Well, like that's come and gone and everybody's already like, yeah, duh. Can you just yeah. get it to me? So we're in that, right? And that's already taken off. And so that's where the education and the control of that um, of that data and the management of that yeah. data is critical. And I think that's where we sit today. So. And in the, in the financial space, as you mentioned, very, very highly regulated. Yeah. So you have that additional layer of, you know, managing data privacy and data sovereignty. Everybody yep. wants the data. Who's allowed to have the data and what can they you have and how can you, you anonymize it. it so they can all use it and all of those kinds of interesting things. It's like a multi-dimensional Rubik's cube. Then they just keep adding accesses. You know what I mean? I was, it just, it's just slightly more complex each time we try, but that's honestly, that's what makes it cool. I feel like if we can solve these problems in a highly regulated industry, mm -hmm. we can solve them anywhere. Because it's sure. just really hard to democratize while fill in the blank. And so I think that's, it's been a very challenging math problem for the last few years for a lot of smart people. So been enjoying it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I hate Rubik's Cubes. I was never really good at that, but I like the data my, stuff. That was my COVID. Uh, I learned, I taught myself how to do that over COVID. So, uh -huh, so to, there you go. <laughs> needed to do something. So. Um, 
So this is a this is sort of a really broad question to to end with. Um, looking into your crystal ball as a CDO, what are some of the technologies and the trends that you see as the biggest game changers for banks such as Fifth Third in the next few years? Uh, so yeah, you know, without letting any corporate secrets, obviously, um, I'm just going to name off some some technology maybe and maybe some patterns. Um, so I'll tell you one that's, I think, highly underutilized just in general is for it's data virtualization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made an investment in data virtualization a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it, the, the ability, like we talked about, cloud workloads versus on-premise workloads and, and understanding which should fit where. Um, you know, virtualization brings those together without physically doing jobs and, you know, right. service management and having to, you know, wait. And all, all of those types of things goes away. All the traditional overhead of doing warehousey type work goes away with data, data virtualization. But there's a learning curve with that. There's also a price tag with that. Um, so you really have to be careful with how you deploy your virtualization capability. But wow, in the future state where you have data sprawl and your gravity, literally, there is no center of gravity. It's just everywhere. Virtualization right. becomes more and more um, you know, a, a game change. Um, and then, and then I, I'd say, you know, pattern wise, you know, s- streaming data and event driven architecture, you know, they continue to set the, the pace for, um, you know, for user experience, you know, you nightly batch is not going to cut it for a user, right? You swipe a credit card, <laughs> right. you can't wait till tomorrow to see right. what that's not going to work. Right. So right. the ability to, you know, if anybody can run Kafka on-prem, you know, more power to them. It's a very difficult thing to do or to try to run Hadoop on premise. I mean, it could be, you know, millions of dollars and security experts and there's, it's so hard to do. So getting comfortable with leveraging cloud-based native services that exist, whether you use Azure, GCP or AWS, you know, they all have native services that make this stuff really easy. The challenge becomes wrapping all that stuff like we talked about in the controls and the capabilities to make sure that it's done at the right level of security with the right level of access. And I think, you know, it's, it becomes a talent gap, frankly, where you want to do all this cool new stuff, but like none of the best and brightest want to come work for a bank. You're like, <laughs> ah, dude, I'll work anywhere but a bank. Now, that, that's where I kind of flipped it on a tier and I was like, man, this is where it's like really hard to do, but it's actually really fun because the math problem is just harder. And I think those are the types of things as you start to leverage native services, the trends of what are going to open up to the highly regulated industries through folks who have figured out how to run platform as a service and SaaS as a service, Snowflake, you know, EMR, uh, Redshift, you know, all, all of the big, the big uh, data landing zones, those will become more and more norm. And mm-hmm. I think that brings with it so much more opportunity to effectively manage cost, effectively manage speed to market, effectively manage experimentation, right? I mean, how hard is it to get a new schema in a warehouse that the CTO team has to build for you because you don't have access that maybe is right. on the mainframe that takes forever versus right. standing up right new, um, you know, a, a, an, an experimentation landing zone and stub in some spoof data and start to rapidly iterate through and then show it to a business partner and say, is this what you had in mind? And that take two days, not three weeks to get the infra then start working. Right. So you think right. about the speed that can be unlocked in working in that paradigm, but just the need for those controls and security sitting around it is so much more important. Um, there's probably a million more. I'll just leave you with those two. Um, <laughs> th- those, are, those are the two That's billion. I'm, I'm sure Gartner's got a whole thing to download on 
on the top tr- the top <laughs> 10 trends for data and CDOs in 2023. I haven't read that yet. So um, yep. there's probably a whole bunch, but I'll give you those two to start out with. So No, I love that. That's great. That's perfect. Thank you. Yep. Um, so thank you so much, Nate Murray, for joining me today. Um, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. It was great talking to you today. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Have a good day.